I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And as always, we bring you a special guest. And today we have Lakeisha Clemens. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing her name right because... I love that. Is it LaQuisha or LaQuisha? LaQuisha. See, I knew it, y'all. I knew it. <laughs> so we're going to get these names right every single time. And so we have LaQuisha Clemens. And before I introduce her in its entirety, we are going to talk about a random topic. So off the top of the head, um, hmm, this is a good one just because we're talking about names. So if someone kept saying your name wrong, um what would you do what would you do do you say anything when somebody says your name wrong and if you don't what's your reason and why uh I'll start (laughs) because this is is something that's near and dear to me um I think so my name is Donika but a lot of times people call me Donika Danika Danica all type of stuff and for a long time I didn't correct people I used to be like if that's what you want to do go ahead I don't care um, unless she was like somebody who was my friend and was around me all the time because I'm not about to hear that all the time um, but in grad school I forgot who I don't know who said something somebody was like you shouldn't let people just call you whatever name because what if people start like like as far as like networking if somebody else says your name and now the next person is calling you that and now you got a whole group of people calling you this incorrect name and it's not even really you so after that, I just start correcting everybody. It, it, it kind of became obsessive, in my opinion, sometimes, because it's, it's difficult to have to tell people your name all the time. It's uncomfortable. You know, they, especially if they saying something nice to you, you gotta, they could be saying like, hey, you know, you did a really good job, Danica. And you gotta be like, thank you, but my name's Danica. And it's just, it's just awkward. <laughs> it's just awkward. But so I do now, I do correct people now. What about you, Myra? Um, I definitely correct people. At first, I used to be like, oh, yeah, that's my family's nicknames. I don't know how you could get Myra wrong. I've got Mira, Mary, Maya, Mariah. I don't know how you could do that. My name is very short and simple. I don't know how. But at first, I was like, oh, yeah, my family, they call me that, like, to make people feel comfortable. But then after becoming friends with you, I used to get your name wrong. You correct me every time. And I was like, I'm going to start correcting people. And so I kind of got it from you. Like, I correct people every time, even in emails. Don't spell my name incorrectly. I signed my name at the end. Get it correct. Um, And so I value that. And I feel like Black women in particular, we have very unique names. And so correct me. So I'm going to correct you also. So I think it's important to do it because that's what my mama named me for a reason. (laughs) So I'm going to correct you. What about you? Absolutely, Danica and Myra. Absolutely. My name's LaQuisha and people get it messed up all the time. And, you know, I was the same way, Myra, where I would tell, I would be like, you know what? It's okay. Like I have a tough name. And then eventually I would say definitely more in grad school. I was like, no, like I'm going to keep correcting people because you're going to get my name right because this is something I value. This is important to me. Um, I say your name correctly. I want to make sure you get it. So 
saying names correctly is so important to me. I, even if a per, another person, you have a name that I'm not sure of how to say it, just like you did, Danica, I'm gonna make sure, am I saying your name right? And there's those people that I'd be like, oh, it's okay. And I'm like, no, make, tell me, make sure I, I'm saying it right. Um, because absolutely, you uh, saying my name correctly is, is important. I do, I get Lakeisha, I get Laquatia, I've gotten people shortened to LaQ and I'm like, no, that's not my name. That's not what it is. What? give yes. you a nickname without your permission right exactly. <laughs> whatever you want uh-uh. exactly exactly <laughs> and you know being a black woman that was important to me it was like I know I have this unique name um I know on paper like you already think I'm, I'm black automatically you know mm. so I'm like no y'all gonna y'all gonna say this correctly I I love my name this is my, my mama named me and and we're gonna keep it moving so I'm with you there yes yes <laughs> absolutely yes y'all so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest so uh today we have Laquisha Clemens she is a licensed clinical social worker and an accredited financial counselor candidate Laquisha is the owner of Freedom Life Therapy and Wellness where she provides financial therapy Laquisha is devoted to self-healing by providing behavioral health services and financial wellness education to individuals, couples, and practitioners. Laquisha has extensive clinical experience working in outpatient clinics, community-based programs, and the criminal justice system. She uses her therapeutic skills to help bridge the emotional and financial needs of the person to help have a deeper understanding of their financial health. So yes, you all, we welcome Laquisha Clemens. And if you haven't noticed, Today, we're going to be talking about financial therapy, which is a much needed topic. And I know, <laughs> thanks, shout out to Myra for uh, finding you because she's been wanting to do this episode for a minute. And so Forever. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so awesome. excited. <laughs> um, so before we jump in, just so we can kind of get our definitions of squared away, can you share the difference between a financial therapist and a financial counsel counselor? Um, if there is even one. Yeah, so there's definitely a, a difference. Um, so a financial counselor is someone that they have more financial uh, skills, more of the financial um, background. They're ones that they're going to work on like budgeting, uh, work on de developing your money management skills or behaviors to help you identify those money management behaviors and then kind of, you know, guide you, give you strategies to guide you um, in terms of like more of your, your spending plan around money. So, so a counselor is really more of that finance piece, which is also why I decided to uh, have that credentialing as well, because in my practice, I want to make sure I'm bringing, again, that finance and the, and the mental health piece. Um, and then the financial therapist is more of, they're going to bring the financial and the therapeutic competencies together. So they're more so going to be, you know, working on your emotional and your financial health together, um, just to improve your overall well-being. So your financial therapist really knows more about um, how your finances is going to affect that emotional part of your well-being. Okay. No, mm -hmm. thank you so much for breaking that down. I mm -hmm. am interested on like, is there like a training that's different? Like where 
like can anyone technically like if they you know start focusing on finances can they you know accredit themselves a financial therapist so um unfortunately the financial I, I will say like coaching industry is not regulated so anybody could technically call themselves a financial coach and get financial um like I, I don't want to say advice because there's financial advisors which is you know a re- that is regulated mm-hmm. um so there's certain big topics that you can talk about within the finance industry that you could pretty much you don't have to take any training and can call yourself that but this is why also tell people like you know when they're looking for someone is to you know do your research because you do want to find someone who you know has gone on and taken you know been at least involved in some type of form of a course or you know certification have that you know that background so that way it's not just I guess a random person off the street that's like okay I'm going to be a financial coach today yeah yeah, that coach word, those those little changes <laughs> of the title changes everything. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. to clarify, then your title would be a financial therapist. Yes. So I call myself a financial therapist because I'm a licensed clinical sh- social worker. So I have, you know, that's my license. I have that background. And then me working on my accredited financial counselor, um, certificate or designation, excuse me. Um, I am able to piece those things together. So that way I'm focusing more on that emotional health, but I also know about, uh, finances, um, and able to bring that into the session as well. Mm. Yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious what a typical therapy session would look like for folks who are interested in having a financial therapist. So usually, um, well, first, let me start by saying is most people, I I know I do, we have these like discovery calls. Um, Like if you were going on my website and say, hey, I'm interested in in a financial therapist. Like I set up a 15 minute, just a phone call with a person just to talk about like, you know, what they're looking for to see like if a financial therapist is really what they need or are they needing a, you know, a financial like advisor? Cause there are some times where people are looking to just get more into an investment, which that's a regulated area. That's an area I can't touch on. So it may be me, you know, making, you know, a referral or suggestion to them of like, okay, it looks like you may, you may need um, a different person in a different area. Um, but if they decide, okay, yep, fine. If we, we have that discussion and they decide, all right, yep, a financial therapist is what you need. Um, our first session is going to be really around like goal setting and figuring out like, okay, you know, what are we looking at? What are we trying to target? Um, what are, what are your goals? Um, and then we, we really dive into the values because um, the values are so important when it comes to money. And the example that I could use really is like paying your ties at church. You know, that is a value for a lot of people. And if you're someone struggling with money, I'm never going to take that away from you. That's something that means something to you. And it's important. Uh, so it's important that we make sure we can incorporate, you know, your values uh, into, into your finances and, you know, look at other areas. Cause I don't want people to be like, you know what? Okay. Like I can't pay, pay my church ties. And then that's, that brings on a whole nother layer of, dif- of different feelings, different emotions going on. So um, I really like dig down into like what they value around their finances. 
Mm, okay. I have a question because the reason why I became interested in financial therapy or a financial therapist is because I was on Twitter and I saw this girl and she was talking about how she was from um, like this rougher neighborhood. She grew up in the projects and now she's pretty well known for her helping people with their nutrition. And mm -hmm. so now she's in a new tax bracket. Right. And so she's like making six figures, but where she's from, family was struggling um like really hard and so she was saying like she feels this guilt of now making six figures and now being able to buy herself nice things to where it's always on her mind mm. and so she was saying she felt like she needed a financial therapist and so I was like hmm I never heard of a financial therapist so I'm curious if that is what financial therapy would be for for that type of instance like I'm just curious what situations would it be applied for absolutely that is a that's a great and you hear that so much is the so yes that would be where we would talk about that and deal with that that guilt that that she's that she's having and you know how to how to work around that and and that's so common and you know especially to um within our culture like because mm -hmm. we're when it comes to just gaining the the information around financial wealth and the literacy around it, like, you know, as generations keep going on, like we're learning more and more and more um, and we're putting that in there, but there is that there, you have other family who, who may not be there. And there is that feeling of like guilt, like, should I be, should I be making more like, you know, not feeling that feeling of like leaving them behind, but but you're not in reality. You're really not, you're not leaving them behind, but we would work on that. Um, I would probably use a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy um, mm -hmm. within that, within that session to help them, you know, not feel so, so guilty around that. And then also working towards the family of like, okay, if you, you're feeling bad, is there a way that you feel like you want to give back within your family? Is there certain things you want to do? Um, because again, family is a huge value in most people's journey. So uh, I, you know, I want to make sure like they feel um, supported. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for touching on that. What are some of the benefits for financial therapy? I feel like, you know, we're starting to talk about it, um, but I'm curious benefits and also hurdles. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I will say, so you're just your emotion, you're being able to tie your emotions and your finances together are definitely the benefit because then we typically mindlessly spend, especially now living in a world where everyone has some type of card or there's a, your card is linked to, you know, your Apple pay wallet or whatever it is where you're just kind of clicking a button um, we tend to spend very mindlessly. So linking that emotional and that finances together, the benefit would be you would be able to understand, okay, I'm upset right now, but because I'm upset, like I know that I'm not gonna go on Amazon and try to like buy something because that's typically like what, what I might do. Um, so in financial therapy, we would identify that. So what are some of those things that happen when you're dealing with your emotions and how do you take them out? Because a lot of times people people tend to, they tend to shop, like, especially when with COVID, with the pandemic that we're going through, um, that's what a lot of people are doing. People are just shopping, ordering, especially online. Um, so that would be the benefit. The hurdle, honestly, it comes back to, I think, 
there's a couple hurdles. It could be the family, like setting that boundary um, with your family, because you could be somebody who, let's say you're someone who gives to your family a lot, like financially, and that's okay. Um, but sometimes you might need to set a boundary around it because if you're struggling too, but then you're helping another family member out who's struggling, how, you know, how are we going to, how are you going to pull yourself out of this? So like a lot of times, like, we'll, I'll talk about that with clients of, you know, okay, can we set a boundary around it? It's okay. If you, if you want to give, you know, your, your aunt somewhere else, you know, a couple dollars. Okay. What does that look like? How much? Let's, let's set a limit to that because you're struggling too. Um, and then it could, it could also be things like, like we had talked about, uh, what you brought up earlier of like, just the guilt, you know, feeling bad. And then sometimes with that too, people tend to like self-sabotage, um, themselves when they're, when they're feeling guilty or, or they're feeling bad, or maybe they're like, you know, I'm in a better place, but my family has bad credit. That happens a lot too is my family has bad credit. So I'm supposed to have bad, bad credit. Um, so people will, they'll start feeling bad and like self-sabotage that. And, and we try to work, we'll work on that, you know, within uh, finance, financial therapy. Is financial therapy ever an option for families? Like, do you ever see like families? I'm sure couples probably come, but I'm curious about like a family situation. Um, it's not a bad idea. I have not seen family. I see a lot of couples. Um, couples definitely come, um, if, if you're someone that, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea. If you're someone who your money is intertwined with your family in some ways, Mm -hmm. then absolutely, absolutely. You could bring them along, bring them along to therapy. Um, it's, it's definitely a good idea. Okay. Wow. I'm loving this episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm dropping a lot on you guys at once. <laughs> but good though, in a good way. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, diving in a little deeper, in your personal opinion, what are some reasons that Black women usually struggle, or Black women struggle with money? Um, in my personal opinion, I would say probably more so the that lack of knowledge around the financial literacy and it, this really comes to um you know fi- finances we are taught really in our household it's not something that was taught in schools although they you know they're trying um but it's not you know personal finance is not something that you're taught in school it's more of like what you're learned through growing up and again as generations change you know, I think we're getting better with our finances, but again, like it's, it's all about how we, we learn things. So if you have family who, and you know what, let me use myself as an example. And this is kind of why I got into this is because, you know, my family is one that they're not very, very good with money. My mom, she loves to shop, loves to shop. That is her thing. She loves shopping as a kid. She dragged us to the mall and we would be in there like all night. And so I, I hate them all because of that. But um, she's quick to like, all right, let's put this on a credit card. Let's put this on a credit card. Let's put this on a credit card. Um, so growing up, I learned, let's put it, everything on a credit card. Let's put everything on a credit card. So quickly as, you know, a young, in my young 20s, I quickly learned that I was racking up a whole lot of debt 
I was getting paid. I was working, but I'm, I'm at the end of, you know, the week when my paycheck comes, I wasn't having any money left over for myself because I'm paying all the creditors, which had me dealing with a lot of anxiety, even some depression symptoms, because I'm like, where's my money? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, again, it's generational. So I, that's how I was just taught. I was just like, put everything on a credit card and, and, you know, you pay it off over time, but I quickly learned through, you know, just doing some research, talking with others that, okay, like, no, like this isn't how we should be doing things. This isn't the way, the way that I should be, be handling my finances. Everything should not be on a credit card. And I, I've been teaching my mom too. So she, she, she's very good now with it all. But um, yeah, like, I feel like that is probably like our biggest problem is that, you know, we're just taught what's in our household and like, we have to change that. And I think we're getting there as generations change. So like my children, um, you know, hopefully growing as they get older, will have these financial skills so that they can bring into their adulthood. Thank you for talking about that. Cause literally I had to go get my car fixed and my mom, I don't know why she thought I needed a credit card, but she was like, apply for their credit card. This is charged <laughs> to that. And I was like, I actually have the money saved. And it felt weird. Cause I felt proud of myself to be able to say that. But at the same time, I was like, I feel like I should apply for the credit card and go ahead and get it. And so I felt like this tug, like, I don't even want to go pick my car up because should I be listening to her and applying for this credit card? Cause I got that ingrained in myself. Yep. You could do Lailway, if you could do like some type of payment plan, you do that. But my dad, on the other hand, he's always like, if you have the money, you pay for it. So it was like, uh, like my mind was like going crazy where it was like, I feel bad that I'm paying for this and I'm not charging a credit card. It's, it's crazy that, but just thinking about how it gets so ingrained in you, you're like, I feel like I'm betraying them by not doing what they said I should do. So I'm so happy. Like I feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. The credit card, well, that's a big one, I think in our community in general, but yeah. And, and thinking of like my mom too, that credit card, woo, that thing will swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> um, where is a good starting point, right? So we're talking about this and some people may not be quite ready for actual financial therapy. So what do you think is a good starting point for black women um, in general? Like where, where should we get started? Um, I think, you know, reading books around financial wellness um, helps listening to you know podcasts like this that that helps Um, and then being able to just start talking about your money even if you know you're talking with your spouse you know significant other some somebody who's close with just start having that conversation about you know how you're feeling about money because it is something that we just we just don't talk about so um, I think starting there would would be good Absolutely. Do you have any suggestions nice. for books or think, podcasts? Um, so I have read, so Rich Dad, Poor Dad is, is a good one. Um, and then I've done the ABC of Getting Out of Debt and podcasts. So right now, to Anthony O'Neill, he's kind of part of like Ramsey, but many so many different podcasts out there um money talk with tiff she's a good one as well 
to listen to. So The Table with Anthony O'Neill is really good podcast to listen to as well. Oh, and His and Her Money Show. That's the other one. Nice. Thank you for all those goodies. Um, I think, yeah, I've, I've read some some books, but I actually haven't listened to some podcasts. So I'm going to check that out myself. Those are some good ones. Um, do you have any takeaway for our listeners other than the ones you just gave for the resources? <laughs> this could be anything. Um, anything. So like that our listeners should know. Um, I mean, I would just say, you know, be mindful about, about your, your finances. Um, cause again, that's just an area that you will find. I got, I have people that come to me that say, I don't spend that much. And then they look on their bank statements in one weekend and they're like, oh, I did spend on this and that. So just, um, I would say, you know, start there, of, you know, watching, watching your finances of what you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lucretia, for joining us today. And I already know this episode is going to do really well. And I know people are going to get something out of it. I, as you can see, me and Myra were soaking this up ourselves. So we really appreciate you joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. So y'all this episode was dope right <laughs> it was dope right it was much needed <laughs> no like your therapist even existed girl i'm over here like thinking like should i join should i should i right. should i, I want to like can i be a client but you're in connecticut so no i'm saying i i think i might want to be trained in this like oh i might have to look into this accreditation and see like what the the training is let me know i'm kind of interested too yeah like we need more like the fact that you know i don't know how you found laquisha but like they're not you know black especially you're the finder right it's not just there so like i'm pretty sure we can benefit for having more financial therapists in the community so Mm -hmm. i mean it might be a thing Mm y'all um might check me out soon but for now i'm appreciative of her doing this beautiful work that is much needed um yeah, I think throughout this episode, I was thinking about how um, when I find like not even like a, a, a huge amount of money, but just when I first like when I got a salary paying job, even understanding the difference between like a salary and hourly and the benefits and all that stuff, just not understanding any of that, right. and, you know, not being able to talk to anybody about it. Um, I had joined a book club, a financial book club in L.A. Remember that. Yeah, and that changed my life. Like seriously, that book club, and and the the women in the book club, like some of them were financial accountants, and some of them actually were in the field. But then some of them were just like you know, an IT worker or whatever, the different types of cases. And we read a book every every like month, um, geared toward finances, and just to be able to talk about it freely and openly just made me like just feel more comfortable and understanding that. You can't be scared of it. Everybody's mm-hmm. finances look different. I love the fact that we should talk about values because it doesn't mean that you can't do things that you enjoy. My budget and my finances and how I choose to spend it will look completely different than the next person. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing bad with my finances. It's I've had to gear my finances, my financial goals based off of my values. So that's like the mm-hmm. number one, like understanding that piece. But the financial book club, I'm just saying y'all changed my life. Uh, I'll put the information for the financial book club 
in our description. So if you want to still going, um, it was, it should be. Yeah, I haven't been virtual. Right. Yeah. So they offer virtual, and I think I think the last one though actually was may have been face. It it was a choice of face to face, uh, if you were vaccinated. But uh, it's a small group. Um, but and if it's not going then I suggest y'all to look around wherever area you can go on meetups and just put in financial book clubs and stuff or you know it's all type of Facebook groups like I feel like you should be able to find something especially if you're not you don't have to be in the LA area you can find something in your area but yeah join a book club if you if you're not ready yet to see LaQuisha but if you're ready reach out to my girl yeah isn't it you that told me about the black version of Rich Dad Poor Dad Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a black version, y'all. So yeah, you for sure tell me about that. What is it called though? It's called hold on. It's called Rich Dad Poor Dad, but it's like the African American version or something. Uh, yeah, because I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it. Literally, just adding in. It's called. Oh no! This is this is Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Yeah, but they said that's like the black version of uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no. So the, it's a book called Think and Grow Rich, and it's just you know Think and Grow Rich, and then this is the Black Choice, which is specific for Black Americans. But I don't know if it's just like Rich Dad Poor Dad, but I, I don't know. There was some book. I feel like you told me that there was a black version of Rich Dad Poor Dad. It probably is. Uh, I would hope so um but yeah uh dad poor dad it may have a black version not sure but that's something we should check out but this one the think and grow rich a black choice i'll add that to the description as well so myra what are your reflections on today's episodes or do you have any resources you want to share I really like this episode i feel like i want to get um a financial therapist but for not like a long-term thing I'm more so thinking like a solution focused type of thing um mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I really need it just because I feel like I have like a, a tug because you know I grew up in two different households at one time and so my dad grew up more wealthy and then my mom grew up poor and so I feel like I struggle with what I should do because I mean I'm in between two parents (laughs) growing up in both homes. They both tell me two different things. And so I feel like I'm oftentimes confused and I don't know whose advice to take or I feel bad when I listen to one parent, when it's like, should I listen to the other parent? Um, So I don't know. I feel like that's why I kind of want the support to kind of process through those things. And as far as a resource, I just started getting into, um, finances and stuff like that like I just got like life insurance I just got a Roth IRA I'm just not getting into those things and the resources I would say I suggest um we can share them in the show notes but there is this one lady that I follow on YouTube and she just knows a little bit about everything can't think of her name off the top of my head but I'll definitely share it so that way we have it and then there's this one girl on Instagram her name is like Kazam or something like that she's pretty popular um I might be saying her name wrong she all y'all probably seen her video she always starts man listen I hate when she says that oh my gosh it drives me freaking crazy um but she always has really good information so her and 
Um, there's this one lady who I really admire, Delaney Money Coach. She's really good. I really like her. Instagram and too. Instagram also. The last one I want to share is this therapist who she went into a lot of debt becoming a therapist. And so me and my therapist friends are always talking about her. What is her freaking name? We were just talking about her the other day. Like we were having a full bone discussion. Oh my God, I got to look up her name. But she was like the Dave Ramsey method of snowballs. Um, but now she talks to like other therapists about like cutting down their debt. So I think that's a good therapist resource, but all Instagram and YouTube people. Um, so we'll share them in the show notes. So that way y'all can just click around and see like who I'm talking about. Cause clearly I'm forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a lot of goodies in the show notes y'all. So make sure you check it out. Uh, if this episode, you know, wasn't for you, share it to somebody else. This episode could be very helpful to so many different people. So we want to make sure that we're sharing all of this beautiful, wonderful, wonderful, helpful information. Um, so yeah, continue listening to us. If you haven't checked out our website, we have some goodies on there as well. Um, and we will see you all next Monday. Yes. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate. And I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might want to work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's 5-E-R-R. So five with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.